Welcome to episode 276 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and so much more. Other theme parks too, other kind of interesting events. We are coming to you directly from Japan, and you can find us basically anywhere under tdrexplorer.com. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody to come check it out, regardless of whether they like Disney or not, because it's just it's kind of fun And if they like travel. I want to rehost Trish. I uh, am a city guide, and if you ever have any questions and you're visiting the city, come to the Udayasa Tourism Office, and we'll hook you up with information. And I am the one um, throwing beans at demons in my house to shoo away the bad fortune. <laughs> Satsubun. Satsubun. And that <laughs> lovely voice that you just heard is the wonderful Chris. Hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm the other host, Chris, chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one that is uh, stressing out over the next two ebooks that we're updating and releasing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, March 1st is kind of when we're planning to launch them. Good luck. And just like I thought, Tokyo Disney decides to change some stuff. So then we have to mm. like update in the book and like, <laughs> it's just like a never ending thing. But I am really excited for these new editions to come out. We, we redesigned the whole thing. We took feedback that we got and we redesigned everything. We rearranged the information based off of like people's pain points that we've noticed or like trends that we've noticed and just you know, a, lot, a lot of data, right? Just figuring out what are the most asked questions, which kind of leads into this episode. And really focusing on this to make sure like things are crystal clear for people with Tokyo Disney. Because, you know, Tokyo Disney likes to do everything its own way. Things don't seem to make sense sometimes here. <laughs> <laughs> for more reasons than others, I guess. But that's coming very soon. So check out the website. It, it'll be on there. We'll talk about it again on the podcast. And I'm, I'm really excited for that to be released. And um, I'm excited to be almost done writing them too. <laughs> Because it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, yeah, we're, we put out was la last episode. We asked you wonderful explorers to send us your questions for Tokyo Disney. And we're going to do the same thing for Universal in uh, Japan in upcoming episodes. But we thought let's, let's just focus on Tokyo Disney for an episode because we can easily fill up a whole episode just talking about questions and stuff. So. Well, why don't we just get right into it? Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. Well, the first one comes from Beth. Beth is on our Patreon for the podcast. So if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash tdrnow. And yeah, we got some questions from some wonderful explorers over on Patreon. So Beth asked a really good question. What should a first-timer do at each park? So Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh, man, so much. It's so hard. I feel like for Tokyo Disney Sea, we can just easily say everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like one or two things. It's just like, and just do it all. Do it all. I guess, I guess like it might be Turtle Talk with, with Crush might be difficult unless you speak Japanese. So that's true. Maybe you can pass on that. Yeah. I, I never thought about that. That's true. I think I've done Turtle Talk like once. It's actually really cute. Yeah. I don't really remember. 
for those of us that do speak Japanese, it's pretty simple Japanese. Like it's nothing hard hitting, you know, it's meant for children. So the language is for the most part kind of easy. So if you're studying Japanese, it could be kind of fun to give it a try. If you want to listen to jokes and puns and stuff like that. I can't remember. Do they select you to like ask they a do. question? That's something we've <laughs> always wondered. Like what happens if they speak someone if they pick someone that doesn't speak Japanese? So if they choose you, let us know. I would be really curious. What happens? Well, I guess like to just like start going through the parks. I guess let's start with Disney Sea. Yes. Soaring. I would say is good for a first timer, depending on how much time you have. Yes. Well, you could probably hit it at the end of the day, and that'll shorten your wait time, but you have to be really careful to make it before the line cut, and that would shorten your time considerably, probably, depending on when it is. Yeah, because for the line cut stuff, unlike the U.S. parks, I think, you can still get in the standby line right up until park close Mm -hmm. for the most part. But for here, like if the wait time is, let's say, two hours, they'll cut the line off well before park close just because they need to get everyone through it. So you kind of have to keep that in mind. You want to aim for a little over two hours before. Yeah. So the reason for soaring is the queue is the best queue of all the versions of soaring. Mm -hmm. And also the pre-show. The pre-show is ridiculously good it is worth Mm -hmm. seeing for sure other things like journey to the center of the earth of course Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea sinbad storybook voyage even indiana jones it's similar to the one at disneyland in california but it's different as well Mm -hmm. i think it's better in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) finding nemo sea rider I know yeah, you're a little reluctant. No, I know, no, but it's different. It's a different. It's a. It's a. It's a tr- an attraction that's only here. So I mean, of course, do it. Very cute. It's, cute. it's cute. It makes no sense, but it's it's cute. Tower of Terror, our Tower of Terror. Not because it's more thrilling. It definitely isn't. No. But the queue is wonderful. The queue is so well themed. I think it's how much did they pay for that thing? It was like six hundred million dollars or something for that ride. It's gorgeous. Like we actually came last two months ago in uh, December. And we were in the outdoor queue, which we never end up in anymore. And it was just so beautiful. And like, like there's like little jokes hidden throughout the garden, you know, and it's, it's just gorgeous. Even the gift shop is gorgeous. And the music that you hear even exiting the attraction is just so, so lovely. Everything about it. Go yeah. and enjoy. I don't I don't think it was six hundred million. That seems too high. Probably two hundred million. Yeah. I think like somewhere like two hundred million, six hundred million. Jesus. It's something. <laughs> and they spent a lot. A and lot. you can tell. It was just a, it was a lot for one attraction. Yeah. I don't think it was six hundred million. Disney Sea was what, a billion to build <laughs> or something yeah. like that back in the day. Even like sticking to American Waterfront, like even just exploring the SS Columbia. Like, even if you can't get into the restaurants, which are really, really beautiful inside as well, because everything in Disney Sea is beautiful, right? Except for, mm-hmm. you know, Port Discovery, because that's a hot mess right now. But <laughs> the, just walking on the ship, walking outside and exploring the indoor, the staircase and everything, it's beautiful. And it's not an attraction, but it just being there is the attraction, right? Just experiencing it is the attraction. And it's, it, it's lovely. And speaking of just walking around, like Fortress Explorations Yeah, is yes, must do. Absolutely. Absolutely have to. 
you just walk around looking at stuff and it's just it's so fascinating and it's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Like I love going on the ship. Yes. Going on the little ship and just like you hear the creaking, like it mm-hmm. sounds like the ship is moving in the yeah. water, like you know, the creak and everything. It's so good. Absolutely. Wonderful. That like yeah, pretty much like everything. Like every, I kind of every I, single I wrote, thing. I wrote, just enjoy. <laughs> I wrote in the notes everything. Except maybe turtle. <laughs> it's talk. not wrong. It's not wrong. Do it. <laughs> You can't go wrong. Like I mean, even the cue for Turtle Talk is actually really nice. Disney Sea, pretty much everything. Like it's just yeah. just do everything. It all. And explore. Like go into those nooks and crannies. Like walk behind the restaurants and find the little herb garden. Or g- look at the little garden next to Grandma Sarah's where they're growing vegetables, like seasonal vegetables. And like go and explore every nook and cranny, the vineyard, see the little birds eating the grapes when those are growing. It's just even the things that are not like an attraction are the atmosphere of it is just so wonderful. And you can just relax in between attractions and just take in everything, all those Mm. details. 100%. I I couldn't have said it better. For uh, Disneyland, I guess to preface this, for Disneyland, this is like we're going to talk, mention things that are unique to Tokyo Disneyland. Like these are mm-hmm. things you're not going to find anywhere anywhere else. So it kind of, you know, it's it's good for everyone, especially first timers. So Beauty and the Beast, Enchanted Tales of Beauty and the Beast, 100%. Right. If you go to the park and not do that ride, I don't know you what you're do doing it. with your life. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. <laughs> what are you doing? You have to do that <laughs> ride. It's it's wonderful. And Pooh's Honey Hunt, classic. Yes, must do. Absolute classic. That ride is over 20 years old, and it's still charming. It holds up. It's, it really Let me holds tell up. you, the way they tell the story in that ride, it's so well done. Absolutely. Do it. Do it. I know you're like, oh, Winnie the Pooh. It's different from the one in California. overseas, right? Do it. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful attraction. Mm-hmm. The Monsters, Inc. ride is fun. It is. It's actually really fun. It's interactive. You get the little flashlights. It's, it's delightful. And then, of course, whatever the daytime parade is. So right mm-hmm. now it's dreaming up, but that's going to switch over to the new, what is it called? Dreaming color? Color dreaming? Some, <laughs> some, something with dreams in it. Something with dreams but and it colors looks, in it. Um, Harmony of color. There you go. Harmony this time. So like whatever the daytime parade is, don't miss it because it's going to be unique to here. And ditto for the nighttime parade, which is like a God-level electrical parade. It's Nothing touches this parade, and Mm -hmm. we are not exaggerating. Nothing touches our nighttime parade. It reigns supreme. If you only did, like, if you did only one thing at Disneyland, which no one will ever do, but if you were to do just one thing, it would be electrical parade. And for Disney Sea, believe. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. I didn't even. Oh yeah. I can't no, believe I didn't you can believe. I feel no, like it was, it maybe it wasn't enough. It's, it's in the notes, but like it, maybe because you know, for for you and me, I think it goes without saying that that's absolutely hands down the best thing in the park right now. Yes, believe Sea of Dreams at Tokyo Disney Sea. So yeah, there's just there's a lot jam packed into these two parks. Mm-hmm. And I would say for Disneyland, there's like classic attractions that don't exist in the other parks anymore, or that they're different. They're extended, like Country Bear Jamboree has the different seasonal shows still. Although I don't know if they're doing it now because of COVID. Are they? No, they're not. No. unfortunately. But it's still the longer version, right? Yeah. And Snow White's Scary Adventures, one of my all time faves. Because it's ridiculous. A classic. Yes. Well, I guess this kind of leads into another question since we're kind of in the same vein. Okay. 
this was asked by quite a few people, so I didn't get any names because I had to redo the notes for this because I lost the first note. So I lost a lot of names. So I apologize. But what things can you skip? Oh, that's hard. so it's so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, I guess like I guess to preface this, like things you can skip. There's nothing that's like terrible at the parks. Like nothing not. that's just like oh my goodness, you have to. It's not worth. Like it's terrible. No. Yeah. But there are things that are if you've done it at other Disney parks, then mm. you can like deprioritize this. It's like okay. eh, if I have time, I'll do it. But if you've done it elsewhere, then it's like okay, well, we missed it. We missed it. Whatever. Are we starting at Disney Sea or Disneyland? Well, Disney Sea is pretty. There's like not that much, like Toy Story Mania. Yeah, and Turtle Talk. Okay. Yeah, like well, like Toy Toy Story Mania. The outside queue is unique to us. Like it's very unique, but you can see from the outside. You don't even have to go on the attraction. Exactly. The attraction's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly mm-hmm. the same. And the inside is nice, but it's it's just Toy Story. It's, so. it's like yeah. Yeah, it's just like the other ones, but it's just like it's it's fine. It's fine. You can skip it. Like, don't feel bad. Take pictures outside. And and it's that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, but if you've never done Toy Story before, then yeah, by all means do it. It's a fun try. It's a fun mm-hmm. attraction. Disneyland, yeah, there's more things that if you've done before, you can deprioritize them, I guess. I guess like Space Mountain right now is not too different. Yeah, ours is like Disney Worlds, but our seating is like Disneyland's. Mm-hmm. But also that whole thing is going to be like changed. Exactly. So that's going to change with time when they reopen. Yeah. Star Tours, exactly the same. Star Tours, exactly the same. I mean, it might be kind of fun to hear it in Japanese, Japanese, but exactly the same. Uh, A lot of the Fantasyland rides are- Like Pinocchio, is that the same? I think so. Like it's a classic ride. Like it's fun. It's cute. Like if it's a short wait time, sure, but like you don't need to make it a priority. Oh, if we didn't mention It's a Small World. I don't think you should skip It's a Small World because it's very nice. And it's also always a short wait. Yeah. Our version's very nice. Well, I guess they've updated the other ones too around the world, but they redid ours in 2018. It's like, it's very nice. Like, it's, it's very, really, yeah, super it's cute. Very pretty. Yeah. You don't really need to do the, the teacups. You don't really need to do Mm-mm. like Dumbo. Like, of course, if you have children, yeah, by all means do it, right? If there's a line, skip the Cinderella castle walkthrough. It's really nothing. Basically, full of all. Yeah. Yeah. That still makes me mad because of what was it really there does. <laughs> exactly. I get so upset. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> the mystery tour. Yeah. Toontown stuff. Do they have still Roger Rabbit in the other parks or no? Yeah. Okay. So I guess so we can skip ra- it. That's the same. Our Philhar Magic is exactly the same. Yes. Skip it. it. It's in Japanese. I mean, if you want to hear the characters talk in Japanese, it's, it's pretty cool. So it depends on the wait time, I would say. Yeah. It's the same as the other as, as the other parks. Swiss Family Treehouse is, is the same. Exactly yeah. the same, right? Our Jungle Cruise is a little different. Yeah. I would do it at night, too. Yeah, do it at night because there's some fun projections in, in it yeah. that we've had for quite a while. Although the skippers only speak Japanese, so most of the jokes, well... If you don't understand any Japanese, all the jokes are going to go over your head. Yeah. Even I don't understand some of the jokes. I'm like, I don't understand why that's funny, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our Pirates is very good. But like the California one is longer, right? They have the extra room. It's better than the Disney World one. Ours is better than Disney World, but it's yes. not as good as like Paris. Yes. But it almost never has a weight, so. Yeah, it, exactly. So there's no weight. Do it. You get to hear the Pirates talking in Japanese. It's fun. It's one of those things where, like, you don't have to stress. If you miss it, you miss it. It's like, it's mm-hmm. fine. 
I'd say that's kind of it. I think so. Things, things to skip. Let's move on to the next one. So Marina. Hi, Marina. Hey. <laughs> and hi, Beth. They ask, how has both Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea handled the influx of tourists from overseas ever since Japan's borders reopened? Mm. It kind of feels like business as usual. Yeah. And the tourism is is open, but it hasn't the numbers are not nearly as high as no. it used to be. So I think it's it's gradually going to it's increase over slow time. Going. Yeah. Yeah. Although I am seeing much more foreign tourists right now. Yes, I've so, noticed that. Thank you for coming. I pulled up some numbers, and this is from 2019. 90% of the visitors to Tokyo Disney Resort live in Japan. Mm-hmm. So that leaves 10% as foreign tourists. And I didn't see the breakdown of that 10%, but going based off of numbers from JNTO, or I think it was, most, like an overwhelmingly percentage of foreign tourists are from China and mm-hmm. Korea. Western tourists, like from the UK, from North America, Australia, basically like English speaking countries, is such a small sliver. Mm-hmm. We're a small sliver of that pie, I guess. So I don't think we're going to see anything like drastically change, probably not until 2024, once mm-hmm. numbers are more significant, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Probably for the anniversary, there'll be like an influx yeah. as well. They just started offering tickets in English on the Tokyo Disney Resort app. And I bet you that's kind of like to get ready for the anniversary. So I think little by little, you'll see some adjustments made, but still not not such drastic changes. But I think they're handling it well. It seems to be going fairly smoothly. Yeah, they're they're slowly changing things. So I think we're going to see more changes as the year goes on. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's it's not going to be a quick like Japan doesn't change things quickly, mm-hmm. um, except for opening the borders. Like, hey, we're opening in two weeks. <laughs> it's like suddenly, hey, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Do you want to take the next one? Yes, Charlie messaged me on Instagram, and they wanted to know, do you know personal shoppers? And I didn't know, so I asked you, Chris, and you did know somebody. Yes, I do know someone. They're called Disney Finds Japan, and they do some personal shopping. So if you're looking for something in particular, they can help you out. And that's also through Instagram or? Yeah, on Instagram. Sorry. Disney finds Japan, all one word. And just for full transparency, like I don't get any kickback or anything like this. Please be nice to them because <laughs> it's hard to buy merchandise here. Yeah. And, and the thing was that they had just come, they had just been here and the you know their daughter bought some souvenirs for her friends and they were mat- it was like a matching set and she missed one of her friends and i didn't know how she could find that again so hopefully hopefully charlie this helps you and um i hope your daughter can get your her friend that souvenir that she was missing yeah so just find them on instagram so i guess yeah the, these next set of questions is I lost all the names, but I know a lot of these, like these were like common questions. Like I'm talking 10, 15, 20 people were asking kind of variations of the same question. So that tells me that things are kind of confusing or not very clear. So I thought we can kind of go through some of this stuff. It has more to do with like pre-booking things or like when should we be booking things and, and, and things like that. So I guess like the first thing is like when when should you start booking things or when can you book things? 
first off is the Disney hotels. They're three months in advance. So let's say your booking opens for February 10th. I'm just picking a random day. And it's three months in advance. So what, February, January, December, November? So November 10th, you could book for February 10th. And you can book up to five nights. So you can book the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, right? Like, so you can book that. What specific time do reservations open at? I think it's like... It'll say on the website. I forgot to check no, what I, time, I but yeah, there's a time. Because I know that's the next question that the person would ask. I think it's like midnight. It's, it's going to be like midnight I think it's midnight. or something like that. But check on the... Or 11 a.m. No, no, I'm oh, sorry. 11, 11 a.m. Oh. That's what it is. Oh, okay. It's 11 a.m. that day. And it's on Japan the official time. site. So it can... It, Changes, it's going to be on the hotel website in English and probably some other languages as well. Next is Tokyo Disney tickets. Tickets are two months in advance right now. Yes. And this actually has gotten better. You can, um, did we mention before about the app what? that they added? Oh, yeah, we did. We did, <laughs> yeah, right? we did. Like two minutes two ago. Two minutes ago, right? <laughs> Where so, were yeah, you? <laughs> no, I, man, there's so many questions and so much information here. Um, yes. Right. Yeah. But like you can buy them through the app now. Two months in advance. And do if you can, if there's no credit card problems, do it through the app. It's so much easier. Tickets are automatically linked. You can share tickets to people's apps and stuff. Then you don't have to worry about scanning things into the app. Yes. It's all just kind of there for you. For the credit card issue, read our guide on tickets because that, that that's a whole other thing. Also, I think we did a we did an episode like not that long ago mm-hmm. on tickets. So go back a little bit. We talked all about that. But one thing I don't think we did mention in that episode was if you get a Wise card, like Wise account, it's like an online banking thing that it's available to not everybody, like depending on what country you're from, but like people from Canada, US, Japan, and I want to say Australia and maybe the UK, I think you can get this account. And they can issue you like a debit credit card. And I tested that debit credit card because I have one and it works with the Tokyo Disney Resort website. I was able to buy tickets with it. No problem whatsoever. There you go. So give that a try. The next thing that I guess like this makes sense why people are confused about this. So our Disney Premier Access, which is our paid fast pass, lack of a better term. You don't do that in advance. You have to do it the day of your visit in the park mm-hmm. once you're scanned into the park you do not do it in advance you can't do it in, in advance because i know for like genie plus you can buy it ahead of time am i i think something like that i've never actually used it to be quite honest no i don't know i know like well like if you think of universal studios japan you buy it in advance and you have to buy it in advance because yeah. it sells out right yeah so disney Premier access is only the day of so just worry about it once you're in the park right I've heard of people having credit card issues with that as no. well. No. <laughs> so have a backup card and seriously get 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 a wise wise card because that just it just works. It works. At least when at least when I did it. I just want to maybe put a disclaimer. When I used it, it worked. I don't want to guarantee anything, but yeah. Another one is at Disney hotels. So people have been asking about Disney hotels, and probably the most asked question is if I book a Disney hotel. Am I guaranteed tickets? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. You can buy tickets. And this is so crazy to me because this is on the hotel website in English. Yeah, it seems to be quite a common question. 
There's two ways to go about it. When you book your hotel, you can book the tickets at the same time. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't want to do that for whatever reason, well, I guess if you book through the website, you're going to get a printed ticket, meaning like a printed like A4 piece of paper, Mm -hmm. which is not that cute, right? It's just like a a piece of paper you have to fold. And you cannot exchange those anymore for like the cute tickets. Do they still have cute tickets or no? They do, but that's if you buy them at the hotel. So yeah, just buy them when you get there because you're guaranteed a ticket anyway if you want one. Yeah, and you can pay in cash with a credit card. It's it, like it's fine. Like, don't stress. If you have a Disney hotel reservation, you can buy tickets mm-hmm. the day of your check in, and also the day you check out, and also and obviously like any other days in between. If you have if you're staying like three or four days, right? Yes. So the day you check in, you can buy tickets. The day you check out, you can buy tickets, and then anything in between, you can buy tickets. Mm-hmm. For everyone on your reservation. If you have three people on your reservation, you can buy three tickets. Yes. Beds. Beds is another one that is asked a lot. This which blew my mind. Is understandable. Because this has always been on the website since like the hotels opened. I'm like, what? Where is this coming from? It used to be really buried in the in the website. Which it's now a little more in the forefront, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So for like the beds and stuff, if you want, like obviously do do this in a, do this ahead of time. Go to the Tokyo Disney Resort website, and in the hotel section, if you go to each hotel, there's another like subsection that'll show you what beds are in what room type. Mm-hmm. So it'll tell you like the superior room has three twin beds, or some of them will have a queen and a twin, or you know it'll it'll give you the configurations of the beds, yeah. and also it'll tell you the dimensions of the beds. Mm-hmm. So. If you're worried about if you're maybe too tall or, you know, whatever the reasoning is, they have all that information there. It's a lot easier to find now. It, it, it Honestly, it was really hidden before. Now it's a lot easier to find because, you know, I was doing a lot of research for the book. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, oh, this is much easier now <laughs> than what it was before. One thing that kind of surprised me when I was putting the book together was... The Disney Ambassador Hotel is the only Disney hotel that has rooms that accommodates up to six people Mm -hmm. in the family room. Then the Toy Story Hotel accommodates the least maximum number of people. Yeah, they're kind of small. So Toy Story Hotel's four people is the most any of the rooms will accommodate. And then the other hotels range between like four and five people, like as a max capacity, Mm -hmm. depending on the room. So that's also very, very good to know. We won't get into hotels like the official hotels. That's a whole other thing as well. But you can check those websites because some of them will have like big family rooms. I know the Hilton does. Mm-hmm. Like they have like the, the family rooms with bunk beds and stuff like that. So if you have a large group, you know, go check those out as well. Another one that I kind of derive from people asking this question. Basically, people were just asking, is Wi-Fi or data on your phone essential? Like, do you need it on your phone in the park? The answer is yes. yes. Because the only Wi-Fi in both parks is at the entrance, and that is it. There's no park-wide Wi-Fi, which still blows my mind that they haven't done that. I don't that. understand Especially when why. there's such a heavy reliance on the app now. Mm-hmm. In my mind, there needs to be Wi-Fi park-wide, but there just isn't. Yeah. Sometimes what has happened, especially during Believe Sea of Dreams, because there's so many people watching the yes. show, the data will just not work. No. Depending on what carrier you're on. Yeah, I was about to say when we were there, I was like trying to check 
wait times. It just, it was just too many people were using it. And I just, it was so slow or it would not load at all. And I'm like, oh, why is it like this? You know, like, please do something about this OLC, please, because it's so annoying and everything's through the app now. So come on, get on it. Yeah. So long story short, yes, you need data on your device. So either get a Wi-Fi, portable Wi-Fi that you can rent. I'll put a link in the show notes, like go through Kluke or just tdrexplorer.com slash Kluke. We get kickback from that. And Kluke is a company that we've worked with for years. So like trust them 100%. They have Wi-Fi, like Wi-Fi and SIM cards that you can get. So you need you need something with data on it. And let's say for whatever reason, like either you don't have a phone or something happened, like where you can't use your phone for some reason, you can do stuff like Premier Access, Entry Request, Standby Pass. You can go to guest services and they'll help you with that. They'll be able to do it for you. Just make sure you have your tickets because they obviously need to scan them and stuff. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. Let's talk about like some more like more fun things. Yeah. This was asked by a few people. What are what are our favorite attractions at each park? Attraction, attraction. Let's just keep it attraction at each park just to make it quick. Only one. <laughs> okay. You go. Disney Sea. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. <laughs> okay. Disneyland. Haunted Mansion. Okay. What about you? Disney Sea. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Oh, that's my son's favorite. What about Disneyland? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It is very nice. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Like, I, I, I'm just not, I'm not sick of that ride. I don't think I ever will. It's just so well done. Yeah, it's very, very fun. I can't believe that ride's going to be three years old this year. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's just so crazy to think it's been open so long already. It feels so new still. It does. Favorite restaurant at either park. Okay. Disney Sea. Go. M- Magellan's. Okay. Disneyland. Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite restaurant at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta pick one. You gotta pick one. What restaurants do they have there? <laughs> um, I, oh, you know what? Uh, Blue Bayou. Okay. Because I like to see the boats go by. I think that's so freaking fun. What about you? Disneyland first. I'm gonna go with Hungry Bear. Oh, super cute. Yes. Love it. The curry is the so good. The rooms are so interesting too. Like the, there's I like a little jail the, room. I and... love eating in the jail. Yes. <laughs> I love eating in the jail. <laughs> I think that's fun. Absolutely. Okay. What about Disney Sea? Magellan's for sure. I'll, I'll pick something else just because I, you, you already said Magellan's, but like Magellan's is like my top. Maybe for like a counter service restaurant. See, I would have said New York Deli. Mm-hmm. But they ruined the Mile High sandwich, in my opinion. No. Did you see what they did to that thing? I have not, but I I have I'm so angry at some of the menu changes at Disney Sea. Like SS Columbia, what's it called? The Teddy Roosevelt Lounge, the menu change. It it's killed me. I can't take it. I'm so angry about it. So the Mile High used to be like meat on meat and cheese and yeah. veggies. Like now it's one layer is like meat, like salami and all that, uh-huh. cheese. Then another one is shrimp and something, shrimp and egg. Okay. And then the other layer is like custard. Oh, why why custard Disney? <laughs> no. Like no. Like no. Oh, that like it just it breaks my heart. Why custard? Oh, who I don't know who asked for that. Whose idea of a mile high sandwich includes a custard sandwich? Like, no, no. 
And to make matters worse, there's a poster of the original Mile uh. High sandwich in the queue for the electric railway. There's like, have the Mile High sandwich at the New York Deli. And I just like, oof. It's supposed to be a deli. <laughs> had to twist that knife, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be a deli. Make it like a deli sandwich. I don't know. I don't know whose decision was that. Some, someone's been going like crazy with these menus. Like the Teddy Roosevelt menu is fine for like the Magellan's Lounge, but it's not a Teddy Roosevelt style menu. It doesn't fit that restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's disappointing. Okay, uh, counter service, counter service. I would go with probably, I'm kind of like mentally going through it in my head. You know what? Uh, Yucatan-based Camp Grill, because Mm -hmm. their roast beef Mm -hmm. is really good. Like they have the roast beef plates and they're actually really good, like consistently. I like for counter service Volcania. Oh yeah, Volcania's good too. Magellan's. Or not, not uh, sorry, not Magellan's, Miguel's. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. They completely changed the menu, and I am not a fan. Oh, yeah, I know. We went to eat there the other day, and we looked at the menu, and we're like, what is this? And we walked away. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I went there like a few weeks ago, and I walked in. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's finally open. And I look at it, and I'm like, what did they do to the menu? Like, there's nothing on here that's screen like it was mexico like tex-mex yes, basically that's the thing it's like they've changed the menus from like the theme of the restaurant it's not matching the theme of the restaurant anymore because that used to be one of our favorite restaurants it was always really yeah. fun you know and no like it was decent tex-mex it was all right for, it was all right for disney for japan, a japanese japan theme park, japan trying theme to park. do tex-mex it was yeah decent. It, was, it was all right it was it was cute it was cute though it was always cute you know and it was it was kind of fun but now it's no. just like, I don't, like, they have um, corn chips with, like, avocado sauce, it's called. It's not even avocado <laughs> dip. It's <laughs> like avocado sauce. sauce. Like, what is, uh. Uh. Anyway, I feel like we, like, we didn't even, like, scratch the surface with all, the, like, the questions, but. Yeah, there's so many questions, and um, we should do another episode of this. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll do another one for sure, because, yeah. Honestly, I, I wasn't expecting the response that we got. There's. Probably like from Instagram alone, mm-hmm. probably like a hundred or more. Oh, wow! Questions and yeah, there's a lot, but that that's good. That means people people are curious. <laughs> well, before we go, we want to thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us over on Patreon. So a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie. Chris B, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Baker, Kevin, Shiny B, Harry, Marina, and Beth. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H, Michelle, Marie, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy, and Andy, Dana, Cassandra, Annie, Sonia, WWM, Paige. And just make sure you rate, review us, you know, wherever you're listening to this podcast on and hit that follow, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And you can check everything out that we talked about here up on our website and also on our YouTube channel, all under TDR Explorer. I am one of your hosts, Chris, Chief Content Editor for TDR Explorer. And now I am just sad about the New York Deli. (laughs) (laughs) I opened up that fresh wound. And joining as always is the wonderful Patricia. And I'm sad about Teddy Roosevelt Lounge. (laughs) It's still beautiful inside, so it's worth going into anyway, just for the atmosphere. And a cocktail, right? You guys, thank you 
so much for listening and uh we'll see you next time. Thanks, Boris. Bye. Until next time.